Hi again, everybody. This is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination podcast for high performers. We talk to people from different niches, different areas, all people that are making big moves in their areas and help you do that as well. So we'll be able to learn from what these people have said. We are uh, talking again with people in different industries. So we've talked to Olympic athletes recently. We've talked to CEOs recently, and we've talked to um, uh, other people about their kind of their ideas behind fitness and confidence and all of those different things as well. So today's guest you'll really find will fit right in that niche, um, a high performance individual, but who also has some really translatable skills that they're going to be able to kind of give you some of those snapshots that you can address right after this uh, this session. So it's some really cool content coming up today. Um, the other thing is I did want to be, as we've started a couple of these podcasts recently, is just thank all of the people that while we're at home doing some of these things over the next little while and have been for a while, there are lots of people, nurses, essential workers, people in grocery stores, people that are keeping things running out there and wanted to thank um, all of those people that are working on our behalf to make sure that we keep safe and we can do the things that we uh, love to do. Um, And so that was one thing that connected with that we have two sponsors that have done something kind of a little bit different because of what's happening right now um, if you've heard the podcast a few times we have a sponsor jazz hr they're an applicant tracking system um, they've actually made their um, platform available for anyone who is in the essential services area especially those people that are trying to find temporary workers right now they've made that free the access point so if you go to www.bigideabigmoves.com you can go on there there's a link take the link through and uh, and they'll help you out to make sure that you're set up for that. Um, the other thing is Epitome HR um, has done something that's a little bit similar as well. There are lots of people that are either laid off of their roles right now, will be looking for work over the next little while. Um, and um, they have a link on there as well where they can take your information and as roles are coming up, whether that's essential worker roles right now or other roles as things open up, um, they're gonna work to try to uh, use their network to be able to get people back to work as well. So a couple of cool things that we can say off the off the front end and, uh, um, and absolutely uh, take advantage of those. So again, it's www www.bigideabigmoves.com and it's on there. So, um, so today again, we have uh, we're really excited about having today's guest. Um, our guest is Jarek Robbins, and he's a, a best-selling author. He's a successful performance coach. Um, he's a speaker. He's spoken all over the place already. Uh, at just 23, he was awarded the Congressional Award from U.S. Congress. Um, he works with business owners. He works with executives. He works with leadership teams to help optimize their personal performance and their business growth. So a really cool combination for us today. He's been a feature speaker for clients ranging from Caldwell Banker and Remax to Mercedes and the U.S. Olympic team. So um, so I, I, this is a real pleasure for me to be able to have Jarek on here. And and maybe the, the first thing is just um, how how is the self-isolation stuff going for you, Jarek? It's a little bit uh, different kind of having to be, your, be in the house a lot more than we normally would be. So how's it going for you? Uh, my wife and I were one of those rare people that nothing changed that much for us because we yeah. work from home and we tend to do a lot of stuff on our own. And so was, there's a lot of memes on the internet right now. If you look where it's like, you realize how much you were already self-isolated. <laughs> it's not, not that we self-isolate. We work with people no. all around the world. We have clients actively learning with us from 113 countries right now. Yeah. And so we use the internet to reach people. So we, tend to be at home, work from home, hang out at home. Um, And so nothing changed that much. I was talking to a friend in New York City last night, though, 
And I said, what's missing for a lot of people right now is the ability to see through someone else's eyes, where if you look out the window where you're at, what do you see? If you're in the middle of Nebraska, you might see farms, you might see cows, you might see corn, you might see stuff like that. Uh, if, if you're in some of the highly impacted cities like New York City, specifically in certain parts of town, you might see body bags and humans going out and putting in the freezer cars right now. Yeah. And how would you feel if you looked out your window and saw their view? And just by the ability to just imagine looking out your own window and seeing that and going, whoa, I would feel way differently than what I see now. Um, we're very lucky. I see chickens and goats and cows and a little bit of ocean. And so, yeah, uh, very yeah. blessed in that. And, and we landed up moving here literally by accident uh, off of really? a whim. And the whole goal was, could we find a place relaxing enough and really enjoy it? And so it, it turned out well. And, and we're kind of in an interesting, blessed position. Now, we've been working with our clients who are in every type of position you could imagine. There's people who are losing everything they have. There's people yeah. who are extraordinarily benefit and, and, and maximizing their earnings and investments right now. There's people in every single position that, that's out there. And so I've done a lot in the last few weeks of looking out their windows and saying, wow, if I was in that position, what could we do right now to maximize it? If we were going to lose everything, like how could we take that on? If, if we were in a position to quadruple our profits, how could we go about doing that? And there's such different moments of life. Yeah. And it is so strange because there is such a split for some people. There are some people that both people are still working and yep. they're you know, able to optimize things in a very different way. And there are some people that feel, may feel like they've lost everything. And, um, you know, we talked just before we started today about how you're doing a lot of work with small businesses that small businesses right now can feel like, you know, they're, they're at, the bottom. So what kind of things are you seeing and how are you, how are you talking to them about, you know, how they can take a real positive view on, on a situation that could be really bad for some of them? Sure. Um, the, the piece is, I mean, we could always infuse positivity, which is awesome and fun and it feels good. But a lot of these businesses, it's just practicality. It's like, what do you have to do? And there's three real principles we've been working with small businesses on. One is protection. What are the things we absolutely must protect if your business is going to survive? Uh, two, pivot. What are the things that used to work that aren't working right now that if we don't shift immediately can literally become an anchor dragging the whole ship underwater and sink our ship? And how do we rearrange those things so we might make them into a rocket ship, something that puts the wind behind the sails and actually gets us moving upwards? Uh, the third piece is, is profit. And some people have a problem with profit right now. It doesn't feel right to be profiting when so many people are struggling. And I said, well, yeah. what, if, what if we just called it prosper? The ability to prosper right now. And the truth is, if you're able to profit heavily right now, you're able to reinvest in groups like Feeding America or helping people who don't have money for food right now, in groups like Operation Underground Railroad who are, who are going out and rescuing uh, young women, children, men, boys who are being sex trafficked and pulling them out of those situations. Like yeah. there, there's so many groups you can help if you have the extra profit. And so there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're using it to reinvest in great things, at least in my perception. And so with those thoughts, if we talk about practically, you know, the practicality of what do we protect? I always say you got to protect your operating cash. And a lot of companies and a lot of small business owners don't have necessarily this training where cash in the bank or profit on your P&L doesn't necessarily mean you're in a good position. 
Yeah. And so a really simple thing to do, and this is the easiest thing we've done. It saved business owners between $3,000. Uh, the most was $300,000 of, of, wow. of expenses put back in their account so far. That was a group in Amsterdam we worked with. Um, but, but the average is somewhere between 3000 a month, about 5000 a month or 5400 which might be 50000 60000 for the year. Doesn't sound like a lot of money to some people, but that $3,000 in savings might be the rent to keep their business open 30 more days right now. Yeah. And so how we do that is if you just grab three markers, uh, three highlighters, green, yellow, and red, uh, you're going to print out all your expenses as quickly as you can. You're going to go through and in green, highlight everything you absolutely must pay. Like you just can't not pay it. In yellow, you're going to highlight the stuff you might be able to do without, but you might want to keep for now and maybe set a deadline. Like if I don't hit a certain goal by a certain date, I'm going to have to cut it because we're just not in a good position to keep it. And then in red, you're going to highlight the stuff that we label. Why the heck was that ever on there in the first place? Like that should have never been on my expenses. I don't know who approved that. And I don't know how the heck I'm still paying it. <laughs> and all of a sudden you call the company that's been charging you and you realize you've been paying it for four and a half years. And you're like, that's impossible. Yeah. Like, how? And we all have those things and it seems silly. And we, we look at ourselves and go, seriously, why have I been paying $7.42 a month for three years? Yeah. It's yeah. just something we accidentally signed up for and never went back and, and fixed it. And if you add up all the things in the red and some of the things in the yellow, like I said, we've had people save anywhere between $3,000 a month, $5,400 a month was a small gym down in Texas. Uh, they wow. saved $5,400 a month off their expenses doing that. A friend of mine who, who has a, a business where she teaches people how to do better on camera in Hollywood, she saved literally $56,000 doing that one exercise. And like I said, the group over in Amsterdam was able to save $300,000 off their expenses in 2020 just by using that step alone in those three colors. Wow, that's crazy. But it does show you the impact of just kind of stepping back. And, and maybe that's if there is a positive out of what's happening right now that, you know, that expense you're talking about, that one that we didn't, we didn't ever need. We just didn't have that impetus to kind of go in and, and really dig in. So, um, so that's a positive out of some of the stuff happening right now. Totally. And that we, we can call that infusing positivity. You sure. know, if putting cash back in someone's bank account is positive, then by all yeah. means, we're, we're doing positive things in that, that place there. Um, the other piece is on the mindset side, which we had mentioned, yeah. th there's a, a kind of, we can call it a pandemic of fear. We can call it people in, it's more or less conditioning. Um, you know, it, it goes back to if you showed an animal, a, a, let's say a puppy, you showed a puppy their food and then you rang a bell and then you showed them their food and rang a bell and showed them the puppy the food and rang the bell. Pretty soon you ring the bell and the puppy drools without seeing the food because the puppy knows every time I hear the bell, I, I get food. We've been doing that right now heavily with the media and we don't even realize it. We're hearing a certain term or word and then we feel scared or feel anxious or feel frightened or feel worried or feel upset or feel angry. Then we hear a word, feel angry, hear a word, feel angry, hear a word, feel angry. Pretty soon we don't know why we're angry all the time or yeah. why we're scared all the time or why we're upset all the time or why we're freaking out. And we've been training ourselves because there's a repetitive process that's just teaching us the same thing. See an object, ring a bell, see an object, ring a bell. And so what we want to do is we want to disrupt the pattern because you can reset that anchor. You can reset that feeling. Uh, you just have to train yourself to approach it in a new way. And so, so, what, so how do you do that? How do you do that? Simple, very simple. And something people can do right now. If we think of the concept of fear, fear lives in the mind, fear lives in the emotions and fear lives in the body. Most people try to solve fear in the mind. I'm happy. People like me. And gosh darn it, I'm going to succeed in life. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's great. And I always use the example, if you were hiking and you heard a warm grrr behind you and you knew there was a giant bear, yeah. I don't care how positively you're thinking. You're about <laughs> to get mauled by a bear. You're like, animals love me. I love animals. It doesn't matter. The bear's about to eat you. And, and, and it might be a positive bear too. It might be like, Hey, I found lunch and I didn't have to run that fast. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're both positive in this experience, but positivity isn't what changes it. Your nervous system, your physiological body is going to react. And so what we have to do is reset and recalibrate your nervous system to respond differently to the stimulus. And so the easiest way to do this, if you imagine how do we get fear out of the body? The first thing I would tell you to do is go take a three minute ice cold shower. This is a very aggressive way to do it. Yeah. We'll do something I call knock the fear out of you. It'll knock the thought out of you, knock the breath out of you, and knock the fear out of you. You yeah. won't be able to breathe for Purely physical at that point. <laughs> totally. But, it, but you will not feel fearful after three minutes in ice cold shower. You will feel cold. <laughs> yeah. You will feel energized. You will feel clear-minded. You will feel like you could run through the wall around you, but you will not feel fearful after that three minutes or worried or scared or anxious or angry. You'll feel very present, alive, and clear-minded. So that's one way to do it that's very aggressive that you can immediately get the experience from and you don't have to really do anything except for turn it on and get in and breathe. Um, that's the, the key. I've, I've also realized I've never heard my brain lie to me as much as if it's trying to count three minutes in cold water. Seven <laughs> seconds in, it's like, I swear it's been three minutes. You look down at the timer, it's like two minutes and 47 seconds. Like, you know, it's still left on the timer and you're like, man, my brain's lying right now because it wants out of the cold. Yeah. Uh, the hardest part is the first 60 to 90 seconds. After that, it'll feel as if it actually got warmer and the water temperature doesn't change. Your body literally fires off its adrenal glands and you become the superhuman version of yourself. Your adrenals fire, your eyes focus, your, your muscles tighten. You can actually feel like superhuman you in that moment of three-minute ice-cold shower. The second thing we can control is your breath. I have a friend of mine, she's a world-renowned biofeedback specialist and breath worker in New York City. She works with NFL players, uh, Olympic athletes, coaches, hedge fund managers, all these people hire her. She's extremely expensive to work with. But what she does is she created a 10-week protocol where you can recalibrate your entire nervous system. And what's interesting, it's really simple how you do this. Uh, there's an app you can download called Breathe. It's a free app. Mm -hmm. and it's a little, little circle. And what's going to happen is when you hit go, it's going to open up when you're supposed to breathe in. It's going to get smaller when you're supposed to breathe out. Set it for four seconds in, eight seconds out for most people. And you want to do it 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night for 10 weeks. And what happens is it starts to recalibrate your breath pattern. So you get used to just naturally and normally breathing in this, in this pattern of four seconds in, eight seconds out which is a calm breathing pattern. And what happens is somewhere around week three or four, you just feel really calm and relaxed. Around week seven, it feels as if there's kind of like a mental force field that goes up that anything someone could talk about that would normally distract you, upset you, hurt your feelings, frustrate you, cause you to get angry, any of that stuff, you hear the same words and go, yeah, cool and walk right past it. it has no effect on your nervous system or very little effect whatsoever. And yeah. what's happening, she did this with golfers where she would have someone measure their heart rate as they're about to go take, professional golfer, about to go take a swing. They walk up, they go back, their heart rate comes up a little, 
They hit the ball, totally hack the shot, straight off to the right, like way off. The yeah. heart rate then elevates and stays elevated for the next few minutes. Now, what happens when their heart rate elevates like that, they're entering a state of fight or flight. Uh, they're losing access to their fine motor movements, which in golf is pretty important, like the little adjustments you make in your hands. Yeah. They're also losing access to the prefrontal cortex in their brain, which is the executive decision-making part of the brain, which is where we make smart and intelligent decisions. So not only did they hack the shot, they lost the ability to make smart decisions and they lost the micro movements to make the small adjustments necessary to actually get back on the course if they don't have this kind of training. And so all of a sudden she said, hey, go through this 10 weeks, do the breathing. Yeah. They take the same measurements, person hacks the ball, heart rate comes up a little, heart rate drops right back down to the normal relaxed pace. And it's like, ooh, that's measurable. You can literally see the difference between week one with no training and week 10 with all this training. And all the training they did was 20 minutes in the morning of breathing, 20 minutes a night of breathing. And they train their body to naturally get into this rhythmic breath of calm so that when things happen, it goes up a little, comes right back down. And I said, wow, how? that's like a superpower. You could walk through chaos and not be distracted by it, which comes back to where we started. And your heart rate doesn't even go up. You just go, huh, interesting. Next. And move right through it. That's wow. powerful. Well, and it's the piece that I think, especially business owners or leaders, they forget that piece of it. They, yeah. they remember the, okay, I need to adjust my grip. I need to do some of those things. Yeah. Um, but not necessarily the mental side of things as well, which is totally. probably right now that much more acute. Am I right? Like, totally. And so the mental is the side effect of retraining with the breath, which is very physical. Right. You get the clear mind because you trained your breath to take your nervous system back to calm. Wow. It's a side effect. We're not, yeah. we're not mind training here. It's not like, I'm going to hit the ball. I'm going to hit the ball. I'm going to hit the ball. It has nothing to do with internal dialogue. It has nothing to do with visualization or mental rehearsal. All these things help. This is literally going after, if you imagine a little triangle, we got fear in the middle and we've got the mind, the emotions, and the body. We're going after the body first. Also, when you're learning, she has all kinds of brain scans that show when people are studying and learning by training your body in this breath pattern, it actually causes your brain to both receive, store, and have easier and quicker access to the information you're learning when you train your body to breathe like this and stay in this state while learning. I'm like, wow. dude, what kind of superpowers is this yeah. breath work? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's well, so simple. It's just 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, four seconds in, eight seconds out. Yeah. And people think of this as, um, I mean, we talk to a lot of um, athletes and that's a big part of their training, but not necessarily translating that into being applicable to everybody, not just, you know, not just a, an elite athlete. It's basically applicable to anyone. Totally. I have a client of mine who used to train the snipers for the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool job. Uh, yeah. He then went off, started a business, failed miserably, started a second business, built it into a $20 million plus a year business, highly profitable, very well run. And in that process, I asked him, like, if you could give anyone two skills that you've learned in your life in business and in the sniper school, what would it be? Yeah. And he said, the ability to stay laser focused on the task at hand, yet aware of the chaos around me. Wow. I was like, wait How a minute. How does that Isn't work? That like the opposites? <laughs> yeah. And he said, exactly. And he said, think of a sniper. You're looking down a scope, down range, and you have to be laser focused. Like if you sneeze, 
and you get a little, if you're a sneeze off, you're going to hit the wrong person or hit yep. miss altogether or someone finds out where you are and you're dead. Like you can't miss, you need to be laser focused. He said, and then second, here's what's also wild. If you're not aware of the chaos around you, someone walks up behind you and shoots you and you're dead. Yeah. That's not useful either. So you got to be both. I was like, what? Like, how do you get good at both? And he's like, well, you got to train your brain. You got to train your brain to get into that. And I said, who else needs this? Moms, dads. I mean, if, you, if you're not focused right now at home, I don't know how many of you out there have had a day where you look back and go like, I got nothing done today. I wasn't focused. My kids distracted me all day long. Or you're so focused. You've you, you're so focused. You're there, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there. And kid number three accidentally burns down the house because you weren't aware of what they were doing. <laughs> you're like, oops, there goes the house. That happens too. It's like, how do you train your brain to do both? Business owners, if you're not laser focused, you get nothing done. If you're not aware of the chaos, one of your team members makes three bad decisions to put you out of business that day. So you got to be aware of both. Now, how do you train it? Brain training and or meditation. Two ways that can get people there. Because part of the meditation is in the beginning, can you sit with your best effort as a grown adult and clear your mind for just 10 minutes, which is actually much harder than it sounds. Most people close their eyes, talk to themselves for 10 minutes, open up, that didn't work. So, so that takes practice in a calm, serene environment with beautiful you know, flute music and all this other stuff. But the real test is, can we put you in the middle of Times Square with a riot going on and could you find that same level of calm, that same level of focus, yet awareness? You see everything happening around you, yet you're literally focused on the task you need to get done right now. If you can have that effectiveness, my goodness, you can get yeah, so Imagine much what you can do. Day. Imagine what yeah, you can do. Yeah, it's like yeah. a superhuman, superhuman <laughs> power. Yeah. And they actually started training riot police with this concept. They started training uh, people who, first responders, yeah. to where if they could train them ahead of time, uh, military professionals, if they could train them ahead of time to be able to find that calm and the louder the environment gets, the calmer their mind and body gets, the more effective they are in handling situations like that. If the environment gets noisy and loud and they get amped up, oof, it's going to trigger some responses physiologically in the animal part of our brain that we're not going to treat humans very well. But if the environment gets loud and and actually get really calm, they can handle the situation unbelievably well. Uh, another example of this, I got to work with the, the special operations of the Air Force, and some of the gentlemen I got to work with are surgeons of the pararescue jumpers. So these are they're men who go in when someone goes down, and they fight their way in to find the person who's down to then do full surgery on them under heavy combat conditions and they, they operate under something called the golden hour to get them back to an actual care facility within one hour's time to do a real surgery on these people. But could yeah. you imagine whipping your backpack off while bullets are flying by your head and you open the scalpel and you have to fix up another human while bombs are blowing up and bullets are whizzing by? Do you imagine how much focus it takes to get that done? And if you're not aware of what's going on around you, you're toast. And so these were probably some of the, most extreme operators I met in that circumstance who practice this at the highest level. And it's that process of, can you practice it every day? Can you do the brain training? Um, we use this little device. I don't think I have one here next to me. We use yeah. this little device called Muse, 
Um, it, it's nothing more than it's a medical grade EEG, which is a brain scan. Yep. Measures your brain waves. And it gives you feedback as you're using it. When you completely quiet and clear your mind, you hear the little birds chirping that you're doing it. Uh, when you have lots of noise and thoughts in your mind, you hear thunderstorms and lightning bolts because you have a storm in your mind. And so it gives you moment by moment feedback of how well you're getting this done. And it trains your brain how to find that calm, how to find that deep space where you're aware of what's around you, let laser focused on the calm. Um, I actually sat next to a guy on an airplane coming back from Paris to Chicago. And we were talking and I said, well, what do you do? He said, I'm a researcher. I said, well, what do you research? He said, I research child ADD in ADHD. I'm like, well, that's got to be interesting. Yeah. Imagine trying to hold their attention for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be rough. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, we use this amazing device. And we didn't know each other. He says, I use this amazing device. Um, and we tell him it's a video game. We tell him to yeah. put it on. And we say, whoever can win the most birds each day gets, gets the prize. Oh, really? And, I, and they don't tell them it's meditation. They don't tell them it's me anything like this. They just say, hey, play the game. See if you can get more birds than the other kid. And these kids play for three, minute, three minutes a day for 30 days. Yeah. And whoever gets the most birds wins. And they figure out how to play the game as kids do. And they figure out how to win the game, get the birds. And he says, the study and research shows we were able to massively reduce, if not completely eliminate the need for medication with just as good, if not better results on memory, tests, cognition, and attention. Wow. Like, dude, why is this yeah. not in every school? And he's like, yeah. we're trying. He's like, we're just getting yeah. the research right now. Yeah. And he's like, what do you do? And I started laughing. I said, you're not going to even believe this. You're going to think I'm totally screwing with you. <laughs> I use the same device with entrepreneurs and business owners to teach them how to stay laser focused at their absolute mental, emotional, physical best so that they can get the most productivity out of every day. And he started laughing. He's like, what are the odds that we get set next to each other on a plane like this? <laughs> yeah, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, so one other thing, just uh, I know, um, you know, you, you're talking to people right now and, and you're going through this process. And sometimes there's also kind of self-revelation that comes out of some of this stuff right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and people are probably recalibrating what they see as success for them right now. Um, I know that you've looked into that and you've, you've kind of talked through it. You know, how, how does success differ for people? And, and if someone's struggling with that right now, what, what would you be your thoughts around that? Sure. So a lot of what goes on in a time like this, if, if you look at someone, uh, let's use like an Abraham Maslow kind of thing, the Maslow yeah. hierarchy of needs. Um, if, if you go from top to bottom, let me grab a I have a little visual here, so I make sure yeah. I don't mess it up. If you go from top to bottom, there's the physiological needs, which is like breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homeostasis. Then there's the safety needs. So security of body, security of employment, security of resources, morality, family, health, property. Then there's love and belonging, the next step up, which is friendship, family, sexual intimacy. Then there's esteem, so confidence, achievement, respect. And then there's self-actualization, which is morality, creativity, and spontaneity. For yeah. most people in a situation like this, um, if we were elevating towards the highest level of morality and who are we, what's our purpose, what's our meaning in life, and all of a sudden the bottom two layers get swept out from underneath us, as much as we want to find our life's purpose right now, uh, we tend to want to make sure our family is going to be safe first. We tend yep. to make sure, can I pay the bills right now? And that's why the thing we started with was, hey, how do we put $3,000 back in their pocket literally right now? Yep. Because we can handle those base needs. It gives people the space to go, ah, now I can start to elevate back up that little, the little steps there and think about, 
the relationships I want to have or the purpose I want to have in life. And so the number one thing I would do is, is tell people reset the foundation extremely, extremely well right now and make sure that it is absolutely unshakable. Make sure that it's bulletproof. Make sure it's rock solid in the way you set this up so that if and when future chaos like this arrives, you're like, okay, I'm still good. I, I planned yeah. for it. No big deal. Let's keep going. And you have the capacity to not only work on your own purpose, but to go support other people through the process as well, which is a beautiful gift and very fulfilling. Very cool. And what is success to you, Jarek? I mean, you've, you've come, you've had a real kind of different kind of background to get here because you've, you've done a lot of giving back early in your, early in your career and, uh, uh, and then did a lot of kind of study in order to get to where you are. So what, um, what to Jarek is, is kind of success? Sure. So when I was young, there was a, a piece missing inside of me, a bucket that wasn't full, you could say. And I always use these three buckets as the foundation. I am enough, I have enough, and I'm loved enough. And those are really big, important foundational pieces of, it, of a person. And so the one for me, that I am enough piece, was, wasn't as full as it needed to be. It, it definitely yeah. had a hole in the bucket. It was kind of emptying out. So success for me when I was younger was things I thought would fill that bucket. Reaching yeah. a million people, changing a million lives, making a million dollars, building an important company, being valuable and important, all this stuff. And so a lot of that younger was about that. As I learned how to fill that bucket internally every day in my own effort, that bucket became full and things changed. The, I remember receiving a letter in the mail from a soldier who had been deployed, came back, had horrible PTSD. And she said in the letter, Dear Mr. Robbins, I had horrible PTSD for the last few weeks. I've had my firearm in my mouth wanting to pull the trigger every night because of I can't live with this you know, nightmare in my mind. Someone gave me a copy of your book and it reminded me of the reason why I want to keep on living. I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I went, wow. Is there any type of business success beyond that? To operate your business and literally reach someone at the moment they need you with the message they need at just the right time that causes them to make a decision to keep on living. I was like, I don't think there's a greater success than that in business. Making money is great. You know, having accolades and awards and trophies and all this stuff, cool. But saving someone's life, like reaching them at the moment they needed you. And I didn't know how that happened. I didn't give her the book. Someone else did randomly because she was in a moment, they needed it, they had it, they handed it to her. And all of a sudden, the whole version of success transformed dramatically. It wasn't about reaching a million people or making a million dollars or doing any of these things. It literally became about reaching the person who needs it most at the moment they need it with the message they need. Yeah. And if that's all we did each day was find one person we could get to at that exact moment, we were wildly successful as a team and organization. And as we reset it, the ironic part is, when we started only, when we tried to focus on a million people and a million dollars and all this stuff, it yeah. was really hard to get stuff out there. Yeah. When we started focusing on just reaching that one person every day, all of a sudden we got clients in 113 countries around the world actively learning with us. All of a sudden we have people reaching out, inviting us to 15,000 person events to come and share with them and just give information. All of a sudden people want to work with us and spread the message around. And you hear that a lot. You know, when you're focused on the right things, it's almost like the universe conspires to support you. And it's so true though, but you don't realize it till it happens. 
And it's yeah. like when that version of success really just calibrates, I think it's also naturally on my research around men, somewhere around 28 to 35 years old, we have a transition from trying to do more, 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 bigger, 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 better, better, better to finding something that's worthy of investing our life into. And that's right around in my life where that happened. And what's yeah. worthy of investing my life into is reaching that one person every day if we can have the privilege and honor to do so. Very cool. Very cool. Well, okay. So people who've listened to this, I mean, they've, they've got tons of actionable things, which I think is actually the real, the real value you bring is having action items somebody can take right away. So, um, at, you know, if somebody is at home still kind of struggling, trying to figure out, okay, well, there's a whole bunch of things here. If I were to just, after I finish listening to this, go and do a couple of things today, what would you say would be kind of those most important things just to do two or three things to get them get them moving after this. Sure. I would do the green, yellow, red exercise with your finances, save some money immediately. Um, I would do the three minute ice cold shower, kick, you know, knock the fear right out of your body. Um, I'll give you one more kind of secret weapon. If you ever need to reset, if you ever something grabs you emotionally and you're like charged up, Oh, I'm so mad right now. My feelings are hurt. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm fearful. I'm anxious, whatever. I'll give you a super secret reset. It's like hitting the reset button on a computer. Here's how we'll do it. We'll do it three times together. All we're going to do is we're going to breathe in through our nose really slow. At the top, we're going to push in a little more air. And then we're going to hold our breath and we're going to bear down. We're going to squeeze. We're going to squeeze our hands, our face, our feet, our toes, our everything. We're just going to squeeze for five seconds. And then we're going to open our mouth and drop everything out. And we're going to let our head and shoulders just collapse. And we'll do it three times together. So let's try it. A little more at the top. Squeeze. One all the way out. And you want it to be a big head drop, big shoulder drop, like collapse your diaphragm. Let all the air out fall out at once. In through our nose. A little more at the top. Squeeze. All the way out. One more time. In through your nose. A little more at the top. Squeeze. One, all the way out. <sighs> now, for most people, it'll feel as if your entire nervous system literally just hit the reset button. It's resetting. If you do it with enough squeeze and enough of a drop, it's resetting your vagus nerve, which resets your entire peripheral nervous system. And so I use that as one of my superhuman power, superpower tools right there. If I ever catch myself anxious, upset, frustrated, and I need to instantly get back to my best self, reset the whole puzzle inside of me. All I do is step aside, do those three reset breaths like that. And instantly I get the tingly feelings. My mind's clear. I'm totally present and I'm right back to my best self three breaths later. Ah, something people can use right away. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, Derek, how can people get in touch with you if they want to, um, if they're, you know, looking at um, tapping into you for, for just your kind of coaching, but also some of your business coaching that I know you do a lot of right now, how do they get in touch with you or how do they follow your messages? Totally. Um, if you're a small business owner, we have a free business training every Friday, jerickrobbins.com uh, slash SOS. I don't normally get to use SOS on my website, but now, now is <laughs> right a now? worthy occasion yeah, <laughs> for yeah. small business owners. It is for two. Um, so we have that one. If you want a free training with us, jerkrobbins.com slash SOS. 
Um, if, if you just want some daily inspiration, daily connection, go to Instagram. I pump out content daily there in hopes to reach that person who needs it most. Uh, if you want to see a full 18-minute speech I did on this topic, you can go to jrctv.com, my YouTube channel. There's a 17-minute version of this speech on high performance I did in Germany at a stadium there. And it's very useful. We just uploaded it so people can go check that out. Um, those would probably be the places. Awesome. Well, thanks again. We really appreciate having you come on. This is, um, it's been a, a pleasure for me to, to kind of get this and I'm sure our, our audience has, has taken away so much from today. So really appreciate it. Um, to everybody out there, the, the other pieces that um, uh, if you go to our website, um, we have a um, bit of a planner that helps people think through some of, uh, you know, the discussion that probably we're prompting from today as well about, um, you know, what, um, uh, what do you want to reset about your business? What do you want to reset about your your health goals, um, your personal family goals, all of those things. It's just a couple of pages long. It's just something to help kind of prompt you through that process. It's free. So go ahead, take a look at it and, uh, and hopefully you can use it as, as you um, kind of listen to this again, because I'm sure you're going to want to take a second listen through this because there's lots of good content here. Um, again, thanks everybody for listening and um, we will see everybody next time on Big Idea, Big Moves. 